right, welcome to We Are Something Else, episode 91. So, join us. Uh, we're joined tonight by special guest, Vita Bryant, uh, the realtor, Vita Bryant. Vita, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for, for inviting me. Appreciate oh, no, it. No worries, no worries. We go, you know, way back, Miss Schmerbeck's class. <laughs> it may be longer than that. All uh, the years. <laughs> fellas, what's good? CB. Hey, man. Um, I'm so don't have work tomorrow. So pumped for that. Um, felt this week it blew by uh, with it only being four days, but I was also like super busy the entire time. So like Always. really looking forward to this Easter weekend. Um, family is getting together. Y'all know I've been obsessed with my niece. So getting to spend more time with her this weekend is exciting. So I'm looking forward to the weekend and happy to spend my Thursday with the fellas as always. Huh. Yeah. Um, I'm a second that, uh, you know what? I think I'm, I'm going to call it a jinx on your side. I'm good with work until you hit me with that. You was having that day. Right. So I copped the win. You know, I got that good notification from StockX. And then after that job was like, Oh, by the way, don't forget what you supposed to be doing right now. <laughs> But yeah, man, work's been kind of crazy. Uh, weather's been nice. Workout's been, you know, hitting right. So, uh, but definitely the weekend and uh, low key. Um, oh, good luck, Sean. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, low key, looking forward to uh, checking out the uh, Godzilla versus uh, King Kong uh, sometime uh, in the next couple of days. So. Right, right, right. It uh, showed up on my my cable. It's there. Haven't quite uh, partaken in watching yet. Uh, like CB said, you know, we off tomorrow, so might be one of those things where I'll, I'll, I'll sit down and watch it or whatever. Uh, week was went by pretty fast, somewhat, but then, like you said, certain other things took longer than normal. Um, you know, me, me and CB linked up at some point this week, and um, you know, things things didn't go according to plan. But you know, it was good to see the homie as always. Um, but and then like work, 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 work. It seemed like it was it just made the rest of the stuff just drag on. But you know, we're here. It's Thursday. Uh we are joined with our special guest, uh Vita Bryant. Um, welcome to the show again. So thought that uh we gotta all right. Oh, that's where you've been. Spin class, look, hey, you, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Um, with that said, let's let's start here. Let's wrap. Oh, does anybody know this graphic right here? E, you probably wouldn't know because you you way out in Cali. So there's just a few things that you may have missed going down in D.C. recently. Uh, CB, are you familiar with this? Uh, I'm not familiar with this. There's been a lot of stuff going on in the area okay. recently. Okay. So last week, maybe, maybe, I think it was last week, two teenagers, uh, girls, I think the age of 13 and 15, mm-hmm. decided they were going to catch the metro down to uh, Navy Yard, right, and carjack somebody. Mind you, I said 13 and 15, right? Uh, they decided to contact somebody. So I remember seeing the, the story on the news, but then, of course, you know, the video always leaks, right? So the <clears throat> the video picks up where they're carjacking 
uh, Uber Eats driver. I think he's in his late 50s, maybe early 60s. Um, and of course, you know, video, everybody's picking up the video and he's struggling to try to keep his car. But at some point, one of the girls is in the driver's seat, they're able to jack it and drive and they peel off with him still hanging between the inside of the car and the door. And then the foot, I mean, the footage is, is I mean, it's horrible. But needless to say, the the man dies. Or, or, I mean, you know, they, they pronounced him dead at the hospital, but with that, I mean, if you see the video, I'm assuming he was dead on the scene. I'm just, it's just assumption. Um, but the video that the guy was recording, you see him run down the street and they pick up where the girls are getting out the car. And one of the girls is trying to get back in the car to get her cell phone. That's what she's worried about at this particular time where her life is getting ready to change for a while. So um, you didn't hear the story, CD, but what do you think about that um, from what I just said, Luis? Dude, that is nuts. Like, it just seems like week after week we're hearing some else that's just absolutely crazy. And to think that these these girls are so young, you know? so young to be you know getting involved in this kind of stuff and just seeming acting like you know it's just kind of part of the everyday like that's wild to me man like sheesh i feel for uh i feel for the man and his his family and everything absolutely absolutely uh-oh you on me hold on go ahead you was on mute my bad uh actually i did i did see the uh the story um I, it's it, it's even beyond words. Like you watch it, and then you just you realize how senseless it was to them that the cars being carjacking moment, like you said, something. It was almost almost when you started out. They they first of all they took the metro, which is a form of transportation, to go steal another form of transportation, knowing that they would keep the car and just joyride in it or whatever. But all for what? You know what I mean? It's just like. You know, um, it, it's almost that case of just it's senseless. You know, you lose somebody who was actually a hardworking that was trying to do something for their family, for a bunch of kids that are just out there, you know, <laughs> just trying to have fun. And it's like not even fun. It's like they're, you know, who are they they doing it for for something else other than themselves? Like, you know, somebody told them or they had to actually, you know, put two and two together and be like, this is the best idea that we can come up with today. As as two people, as two teenagers, this is the best thing I think we can do today. And that's what right. we, and it's just like, man, you know, we, we, first of all, we try so hard, but it's always the few that always bring us back. <laughs> that's just, right. <laughs> right. That's what happens. Yeah. Roya brings up a good point. Um, PJ Envy had made a point saying that, Sometimes, like these, it's a tire up. They get these young kids involved in stealing cars because the time that they face if they get caught is slap on the wrist, perhaps. Um, you know, it, it's not as if a grown person's doing it, but they do more time. So, get the younger kids to do it and it's slap on the wrist. But in this case, I mean, somebody, somebody has lost their life, and I'm, ass- I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be more than just a, a slap on the wrist. Definitely, I mean, with this one. 
Now this one, this one was sad, man. Um, you know, even a little bit more, one of the girls they said were involved in a similar incident a few months ago. So, you know, it just so many questions. Like, what was your upbringing? What made you think to do that? Why did you do it? You took, like you said, uh, you you took the metro to the navy yard and went to go carjack somebody. And you know, the the biggest thing that you're thinking about is your phone. Um. It, it was sad. You know, I saw the video too. I didn't know what it was when I first got it, but it was it was sad. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I guess we can do is just, you know, pray for everybody involved because again, there's there's two, three families that, that are mm -hmm. you know potentially ruined from this, or at least that are affected. You know, again, if it goes back to upbringing, maybe they aren't maybe you know they aren't ruined. Maybe they're like, oh well, you know, it was bound to happen one day, but who knows? But again, 13 and a 15 year old. And just the immaturity to look for a phone is just shows you where the, the the mindset is, and not the guy that's literally laying right here, you know, losing his life and slipping away next to you because of you. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, a lighter note. Uh, I don't know if you heard a couple weeks ago that uh, Nas uh, Nas Illmatic and Janet's Rhythm Nation. Um, their albums are going to be inducted into the Library of uh, Congress's um, National Registry. So it's almost like um, Hall of Fame for albums that's being recognized on a national level here. Um, everybody knows Illmatic. I mean, that'll be in some most people's top five albums of all time. Uh, Janet's Rhythm Nation, I don't know if that's my favorite, but again, it that'll be in somebody's top ten, top five of all times. But it's good to see that, you know, Normally, rap albums don't get that kind of stamp. So it's good to see. And Nas had a big year because I, I think, you know, one of us picked Nas's album to be album of the year. And, and I think that the Grammy was just handed to Nas for album of the year. I, <laughs> poor shout out. I don't know. But it's been a big year, big year for Nas. Um, and shout out to Janet for Rhythm Nation. Uh, we go around, and, you know, thoughts, feels about that. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pumped. Um, it's good to see bodies of work going in and, um, you know, people that are still alive, being able to be celebrated and, you know, get the flowers while they're still here kind of thing. You know, Nas is still doing his thing. Um, obviously, you know, still racking up awards after being in it for all these decades. And it's, uh, it's gotta be something that the, that collection of music is now better with these two projects in there. I say it's long overdue. Um, I agree. Nation, what, third, over 30 years ago? Illmatic, what, about 25 years ago? Um, Janet was my first concert that I went to, I want to say like 94, wow. something like that. Wow. So long overdue. I applaud them. Don't don't date us like that, Louise. Like 20, Twenty-five and thirty. I was only like a year old. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I might not have been born yet. There you go. Good one. Nah, uh, I'm I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna piggyback off of uh, Rita's. Like, what? Why so long? You know what I mean? Like, and it's almost like that moment where you think of they weren't good enough to probably win a Grammy the year they came out. Mm -hmm. They had to feast over it for 20 plus years in order for them to actually listen to it. Right. Which then gets you to believe like, you know, that they just still haven't registered the, the power that, you know, comes behind the music that we, that we bring to them. And like, 
25 years, 30 years later, like we was digging this when it first came out because of the influence at that moment. You know what I mean? Like they're just now getting it like, oh, oh I see what you guys are talking about. Like, oh, I get it now. Right. Come on. Well, but then you have to figure out, realize too, the people that are probably in place now either grew up with that album or they, they, they're they younger than that album. And it's, you know, it's like the whole Dave Chappelle thing. Like most people who are in charge at Comedy Central now have no idea how dope the Chappelle show was. They have no idea he probably had a bad contract in front of him. <laughs> right. But yeah, shout out to those two. I mean, those dope albums. I mean, start to finish with both of me. I, I can listen to those. Real quick. So, Reasonable Doubt or Illmatic? Which, which one? I'm not answering that. <laughs> Why are you going to set us up like that so early just, in the show? I'm 15 just, minutes just, in, bro. I'm just wondering. Reasonable doubt. I'm like, that's yeah, always the comparison. On, on, uh, CB, don't answer that. He's trying to get us kicked off the podcast. He must be. <laughs> something, no. they're, they're friends now. They're not beefing anymore. That, that was a hard one to do. Okay. I mean, look. We got verses coming up, too. We got um, Earth, Wind, and Fire versus the Ozzy Brothers. I mean, give me an answer for that one. Who has the bigger catalog for that? They both their catalogs is dope. I think it just comes down to who you rock with most. So it's who who your mom and your daddy was listening to on Saturdays when you had to clean up. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. that's what you're gonna have to go off of because house divided, you know. Pops might like the Isley brothers or Earth Wind and Fire. My dudes might like either one. So you really have to just kind of play off of that. To me. I'm old school. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm Ron Isley with the ponytail. So like, cause he ain't got it no more. Like it's just not hitting the same for me, right? Like I need the cane. I need that whole Mr. Biggs vibe to come you out. That vibe. Okay. I need that. One. I need that Ron Isley. But there's nothing Earth when if, if, if Ron Isley's attempt plays contagious. I mean, there's nothing Earth when the fire can play against that. I mean, it's I don't know. I mean, mean, like, brothers, they they were the love, the love making type thing. Earth, Wind, and Fire was the party groove, chill type of music. So, exactly. they, they they came from two different genres. In the right. you know personal opinion, and I forgot to tell you a couple weeks ago e, that your is it just E was kind of uh, trending on Twitter between boys to men and Jodeci. Oh, for real? That was that was actually a trend because people were saying. That they were, um, they were going to pin them against each other, and I didn't know that Boys to Men was made in retaliation of Jodeci because Jodeci were the sex symbols and all that. So Michael Bivens created Boys to Men to be the the school the schoolgirl crush kind of thing. So I mean, you were you were onto something there. Here, Pops isn't in the room to uh, bring E down at the moment, so. Did you feel the silence? Like I was waiting either for Roya to say something or pop, somebody was it's lurking. To... They're lurking. Yeah. Um, it's okay. If you're just joining us, we have a special guest, realtor Vita Bryan in the house. Um, and tonight we're going to talk about ownership. Let's talk about buying homes. Let's just talk about it all. And then I think this is something that we haven't tackled amongst the, the podcast yet. So this is this is the first night. So this is not even a subject we're revisiting. This is brand new. Um, but first thing I want to, I'm going to lead off with the first question. Um, and my first question is for you, why real estate? 
Um, for me, what I really say, this is, it's a few different reasons. One, I bought my, I purchased my first house at 22. Um, for me, it was a fairly easy process. Like got the house built, moved in it at 23. Uh, young, dumb, the house cost way too much. Years later, sold that one. Um, then I wanted to start to invest in houses. Like I just saw, you know, what was happening in Baltimore, different areas where houses didn't cost as much and the type of investments that you could make. Um, it was a fun process for me. I was like, I love going into houses. Um, the love going into houses turned into love helping people to get houses. Um, just the joy that people get from it. Like it's, it's a fun process for me. I love what I do. I tell people, I'm like, look, I'm always available. Hit me up and we'll, we'll go find you something. Um, I, I love real estate. Vita, what is um, a typical day for you like nowadays as far as like planning everything out and um, having like, do you do you do like a monthly calendar? Like how far in advance are you looking out? Um, so real estate is, real estate is all over the place right now. Um, so you're out in Cali, like the market is hot everywhere. Literally everywhere the market is hot because of the low interest rates and the low inventory. Um, usually I'll try to, it depends on, you know, whether I'm working with a seller or with working with a buyer. If I'm working with a buyer, like things are steadily moving. Um, if it's a house that hits the market on Friday and I see that it's going to come on on Wednesday, I'm, I might schedule that appointment, you know, like Wednesday night, Thursday night. Uh, schedule is crazy, but at the end of it, uh, at the end of the day, it's all worth it. So I usually plan out a few days before. Um, I do time block for what I do, whether it's, you know, social media posts or looking up um, the different trends or looking up the houses that hit the market. Like some houses now, you know, we're in the D.C. area. It might be on the market for a couple of days. Like it. That's about it. So. So with the I guess what what would be your your, your biggest competition? Um in regards to your industry, right? Especially now with the way that the market is, right? Is it, um, do you see that it's saturated with the, you know, kind of like the newcomers that are just figured, oh, I go get my, my realtor's license or, you know, the ones that have been out there, like you've been, you know, putting into work for a minute. Do you see like that, that the competition kind of spinning up, especially now with the, the, the way the market is? Um, there, there are a lot of, so I'll say, you know, I've been in, I've been in it for, well, I've been a realtor for a, about two years now. Definitely, I won't say it's saturated. Like the, the way that I see it, it, it's enough out here for everybody to eat. Like it's my type of thing. Um, what's meant to be yours will be. There are a lot of realtors out there. Honestly, like the biggest competition right now are for the people that are trying to buy. It's possible because it's a seller's market, but it is a lot of competition for buyers out there right now because of how the market is. Um, like I said, you know, what, what's meant for me will be the, the way that I see it at the beginning of the day, the end of the day. Like you you just cannot be jealous of what anybody else gets. If, if it wasn't for you, it wasn't for you. Um, I just make sure that I give the quality of work that I would like to receive in return. Like, you know, I've worked with great realtors before, before I came one and I learned from what others do. I'm like, oh, you know, I like that they did that. I like that they did that. I learned from, you know, the realtors that I work with now. Um, I work in the Keller Williams uh, Preferred Properties office in Upper Marlboro, like 600 realtors in there. Just And that's just that office in Prince George's County. Um, a lot of people in there. I learned from a lot of people in there. A lot of great realtors there. So 
I I'm just trying to make it work. Trying to make it work. Nice. Um so what kind of programs are, are out there for like first time home buyers? Um, a few different ones. So the same way that uh you know there's competition out there for realtors, uh lenders are competing. Uh the main one right now in Maryland is the Maryland Mortgage Program. Two ways to get it. Uh, sometimes you can get it as a grant. Sometimes you can get it as a loan that you got to pay back uh, within a few years or before you actually sell the house. Uh, the Maryland Mortgage Program is a $5,000 uh, either grant or loan that they can give you towards closing costs or down payment assistance. Um, different lenders. I work with a few different lenders. Uh, like I work with one lender at Bank of America, you know, depending on uh, your salary, your income, household income, and uh, they are offering grants up to about $17,500. Uh, big help for anybody that's a first time home buyer. Um, uh, Prince George's County, Prince George's County itself, they have a, uh, well, we have a grant uh, under Prince George's County government. That one is up to $10,000 for first time home buyers. Uh, only thing with that one, it takes about 60 days or so for that one to close out. It's a process. Got to fill out the paperwork. If you can get the $10,000, like it's a, it's a big help. Definitely a big help. So you're saying that, you know, you've kind of been in the game for the last two years or so. And that's basically the entire time we've been in, you know, this pandemic has been, you know, the last year plus now. So, um, can you just share some of the experiences you've had is like navigating what you do in a pandemic and maybe what it was like before every all of it hit for you? Gotcha. Um, so before the pandemic, uh, business was business was good. It was just starting to pick up. I can say, honestly, after the pandemic hit, I got a little worried, like just wondering what was going to happen. Um, you know, the pandemic, it hit hard for a lot of people. Some some losing their jobs, some losing their houses. Um, some people started to thrive during the pandemic, like the, the value of home shot up. So I worked with a few people that purchased their house, say within the last 10 years and had a nice amount of equity in it. Um, the seller side, definitely much, it goes a little bit quicker than the buyer side. I'll say, um, I'll tell everybody, I was like, Hey, we can meet, we could FaceTime, we can do Google duo. We can meet in person. I was like, Hey, I'm vaccinated. If I do come out, I'm double masked. It, it, it doesn't matter. I, I'm still thinking, considering my family, um, still busy. Like, you know, even with those, I try to just schedule each person based off of the time that they're available. I just, I, I make it work. It Some type of way at the end of the day, it always works. I mean, if you look at Vita's social media, she's always holding up that big key that somebody's <laughs> always standing on the other side of it, holding their keys, jingling. All. So, you must be doing pretty good. There it is, that big key right there. All right, go ahead. You got a question? Yeah, no. First of all, shout out to uh, Donna who uh, who worked for Keller Williams that uh, you know helped me grab that first property I bought nice. out of Bowie. Um, so with that, I you know more of a personal question. Um, what is you know have you dealt with a lot of second home buyers, right? So everybody's always like the first time home buyer, you know helping that out like what what is do you see a lot of people that are buying and that bought the first house that are looking to buy the second house especially at this time mm -hmm. and you know where it's at and how is that working out for them as far as the numbers 
Um, so I don't disclose anybody's numbers, but uh, everyone that I've worked with, have, they got a nice amount of equity. Most of the people that I work with have a nice amount of equity. Like one thing that I do in my consultations, uh, my either seller's consultation or buyer consultation, you know, I'll send um, my clients just the comparables of the houses in their area. I'm like, hey, all right, um, you know, just throwing some numbers out there. You bought your house for 265 you know, seven years ago, based off of the comps in your area, looks like you could probably get about $400,000 or so for it. Um, a lot of people, if, you, if you've if you purchased, I'll say within the last three years or so or more, a lot of people in this area have a, a lot of good equity in it. Um, I do work with a lot of people that are purchasing for a second or third time. Um, they want to get that equity out. A lot of people are just looking to, to upsize, you know, get something a little bit bigger. Um, Myself, I sold my last house with the realtor that I was working with about four years ago. I was looking for something a little bit smaller, uh, but a lot of people are looking to go bigger, trying to get that equity out and trying to trying to get in on these low interest rates, historically low interest rates. Uh, so let's speak on like first time home buyers or just buying in general. But um, what's a typical? What's a good number that you tell people they need to have when purchasing a home? Like what? What do you need in savings? Because, you know, with the process of buying homes, you've got inspections, you've got appraisals. I mean, all these small fees before you even get to the closing. So what's what's a good round number that you try to tell people to have if you if you offer that? Right. No, 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 I do. Um, so that's something that that I cover in the, the buyer's cons consultation. Uh, I tell everyone to start. You need roughly about seven percent. Um worth of the house that you're looking to purchase. Uh, when I purchased my first house, we had to put down 20% on the house, which was just the down payment, then the closing costs. Um, on average, closing costs now are about three and a half to 4% uh, down payments. We can get as low as about three and a half percent, depending on what type of loan you're looking for. Now, you know, when the different programs come into play, that's when you won't need all that money. I always tell people it's better to have a little bit more than to have a little bit less. And, you know, you need to lose your lose your deposit. You can't buy the house. I make sure that my buyers are as buyer ready as possible. I work with someone for a year out, if need be, whether it's getting credit together, you know, coming up with a savings plan, getting them in contact with a financial advisor, figuring out what type of loan you can qualify for, what type of program you can get qualified for. Like there, there's money out there. Um you know, depending on the house, sometimes a seller might offer some credit, which definitely helps out uh, for 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 buy any buyer, new buyer, resale, anything. So I will always work with the uh, with my clients just to let them know, like, hey, and I keep it real with them. Like, you cannot fluff it at all. I do not want you to get to the closing <laughs> table. You're not ready. You're not ready. I always say, if you can have seven percent, that's great. If we can find a program that you'll qualify for. Or maybe get some money out of the house. That's that's even better. So, um, we got a question from Educated Queen. Uh, can I buy a house in Montgomery County without going bankrupt? You can. Yes, you can. Educated Queen. Um, now, it would depend on what part of Montgomery County you're looking for. Um, Montgomery County, they also have a program. I'll have to see if it's still funded in Montgomery County itself. Um, they had a program where I think they were given up to about $20,000 towards closing and uh, down payment assistance. Now, if you're looking in Silver Spring area, it might be a little bit smaller. 
Uh, if you're looking out, you know, Gaithersburg, Damascus, if you're looking to go a little bit further out, you get a little bit more of a house. Um, this was something, this is like such a timely topic. You're, you're such a timely <laughs> guest to have on here because um, my brother's group chat was popping off earlier this week because they were having the rent versus buy conversation. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I think that it would just be interesting to get your point of view on, because you have to figure there's pros and cons to both. And a lot of mm -hmm. it might have to do with each individual situation. But when you're thinking about um, the pros and cons of actually buying a home compared to having been a renter your entire life, having worked with people that have transitioned, you know, can you just shed some light on what that's like and, you know, just give uh, some of the thoughts on why it is beneficial to be a homeowner rather than just being a renter forever? Um, depends on what you're looking for. Uh, you know, let's take a renter. You don't have to pay for getting the, the work done in, the, you know, in your in your property. Oftentimes you might not have to pay for the AC unit to get repaired or, um you know, the plumbing goes bad. You can go to the landlord or to the, the property management company, things like that. Um, I, you know, I'm a homeowner myself. I love it. I think about generational wealth. Uh, I think about, you know, I live close to DC. I think about this house will go up. Like I, I look at the equity in it. Um, for me, I, I love the home ownership, like the sense of this is mine. Like I own it. Uh, yeah. You got to get the work done to it, but you know, you can oftentimes write off the interest on the house. Uh, you can sometimes write off some of the repairs, you know, if you're going green, different things that you could write off in the house. And usually in a rental, there's not much, if anything, that you can write off. Um, like I said, I just think of the generational wealth and I go from there. Nice. Um, I guess educated community was more specific. Spring, Silver Spring, Rockville area, but not going bankrupt. You don't have to go back. Those, those are hot areas. Those are definitely hot areas right now in Montgomery County. Um, uh, Phil, can we make sure? I, I'll definitely make, uh, leave my contact info. Yep. If, we can, uh, if we can give that. Um, we can definitely have a consultation, go through everything. I work with a great lender that's in Montgomery County. Um, I, I call I call them my, my secret my secret lender, the, the, the weapon that's in the holster. Um, <laughs> They're super awesome. We can close in 10 days with a conventional loan. Almost <laughs> heard of. Um, Silver Spring, Rockville, no, you don't have to go broke. You know, it depends on what your numbers are. Um, we can look into it. We can talk about it. Let's put it that way. We can definitely talk about it. Um, how have you seen, like, gentrification? How has that affected, like, what you've seen along the way? I mean, because right now, French Avenue down by Naylor Road don't is is not looking like I mean it still looks the same for now, but what's what's coming in is is nowhere near what it used to be. So have how have you like amongst the stuff that you're you're selling or you help people buy, uh what what have you seen as far as gentrification? Who's moving in, who's moving out type of stuff? So more so Prince George's County, Montgomery County. Yeah, let's we can talk PG County. We're talking about that. Okay. All right. Um it is happening. Uh, you know, gentrification, the way that I see it, it's like it's heavy in D.C. Um, and, you know, it's absolutely moving its way into Prince George's, into Maryland, really. Um, it's happening all over, but especially with inside the Beltway. Uh, you know, we're 
you usually wouldn't think that you'll see certain people walking dogs, running, catching a train, catching an Uber. You do now. Um, you know, it's the reality of, of, of just what's happening in the area. Uh, and it's happening all over. You know, you just take Temple Hills. I don't know if you know, like a developer just bought where the Crystal Skate, uh, that little shopping center. I was getting to that. Down, like this weekend. Um, I regret not buying a condo over there. It was about three years ago. Uh, the I'm gonna say it went up on the market in September. I was like, man, I'm not paying six hundred dollars a month in condo fees. Um, and I think the unit itself was like eight thousand dollars, six hundred a month in condo fees. But that February, literally four or five months later, a developer bought it and bought all the units for seventy-seven thousand dollars each. I'm like, I just lost out on seventy thousand cash. Um. But gentrification is happening everywhere. Like it's, it's kind of one of those things. Can we all just move together and get along? Can we not change the culture of what's happening? Um, that's the way that that I look at that one. All right. All right. Before somebody, I'm gonna interject real quick. Get that? You you know what's happening because Iris and Mall has a Chipotle now. <laughs> when when they put the Chipotle in Iris and and they, they took all the shoe stores out of Arizona and put them in one little strip. Mm -hmm. So now everybody can fight in one area. Yep. And you can fight over three shoe stores that are back to back to back. And one inside the mall with about 20 parking spaces. Exactly. So inside the mall now, there's a, a storefront. Inside the mall is probably changing, but the it's the outside of Curb Appeal now that has the, the, the juice that was a Jamba juice, whatever that is. It's got a Chipotle. Mama Lucci, whatever it is, it's curb appeal for what's happening yeah, yeah. behind and I'm tell you, 23rd Park, where you probably used to be one of those, you know, areas you might not want to be on, but now it's, it's again, you know, starting to see the dog walkers, starting to see, you know, it's a little more uh, friendly faces popping up. Yeah, I, Temple Hills, Oxon Hill, Capitol Heights, District Heights, the Heights Hills, Vills, and Lands in this area, I'll say it, they're they're being developed. Um, you're, we're going to see it. You know, it's not something that we could stop. Uh, I just hope that we can all come together. Literally, hate to sound like well, like to sound like MLK, but I just hope that we could all come together and get along. Um, developers are coming in. Investors are coming in. It's changing. Um, you know, some will say it's changing for the good. Some will say it's changing for the bad. Like I, you know, I graduated from Howard in DC, and Started in Howard in 2001, and you know, just a few years later, DC looked completely different. Uh, 15 years later, it looks even more different. Um, now that I've been in the house a lot for the pandemic and haven't been in the city that much, it looks even more different. Um, I, I just hope that you know that we can keep our land, our houses. That I hope that it works out. And yep. yeah, but it, it's definitely. Um, an area that's up and coming is developing, and I hope that it's developing for the good. So, so I have a two-part question. One, because you just brought up the one of my ones was um, the difference in in buying um, a house compared to buying land, right? Like buying mm -hmm. a lot. Um, do you see that? It like you know, I guess for our uh, our culture, we don't know anything about that, right? Because we look at it and there's nothing there. So we kind of automatically kind of assume the 
what's the point of buying that when clearly mm -hmm. the expansion is going to happen now it's not going to happen maybe three five years but 10 years later somebody might want to put a strip mall on that and they're gonna have to come to you and you know pay you out for your square footage that you own you know in order for them to have that right um do you like you know how i guess the one question is, you know, how do we transition to that as far as the education of buying land compared to, you know, like a property? Um, and then do you have a story of walking into somebody's house and you just turning around because like it just didn't because every real like Donna, my realtor, again, we were getting ready to go look at a house and we opened the door and she saw like the front little area. She was like, no, nah, yes. we're going in there. And it was just one of those moments where I feel like every realtor had that moment with their with their client. And I know it's hella funny. So you got to tell me one of those. I, I got two of those. I got two. <laughs> well, I'll get to that. That's part B. Um, buying land, like where I live now, um, there's some land right across the street from my house. And I, you know, I, I, I think further out. I think future. I'm like, this is hot. I'm a mile from the DC line. Only thing the land, you know, costs $600,000. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm not working with that right now, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well, but I'm like, I'm not working with that just yet. Um, a lot of, a lot of people just don't see, don't look further out. They don't look at the investment of it. You know, a lot of people want right now today, what can I get right now? Um, if we, we, we just have to think like, what will this be one day? Like I said, I saw what happened in DC and you know, who would have known that DC would have gone from, you know, the crack era in the eighties and nineties to million dollar condos today. Like we never would have thought that 20, 30, I'm not 40 years old, but 40 years ago. Like I we missed that era. <laughs> yeah. Um, DC came up like, you know, it's just something that we would, and people do talk about it. There are several types of investment groups in the area. Um, a lot of them were, you know, in person, but now have transitioned to being more online. Um, that was a, plan, a big plan that I had last year to go to a lot of those investment meetings. Um, you know, not just being a realtor, like wanting to put money into the community, uh, wanting to invest on my own. Um, I, I hope that people can see that. There are, there are even like investment groups where, okay, you know, you might not have the 600,000 by yourself, but can you go into it with three, four other people? Let's say it sells for 1.2 million. Everybody put in 150 at first. Now you're getting 300 out of it. So there are so many different ways to go about it. I don't know. It, it, like if you, if you own a house, if you probably, you're probably getting those texts and, and calls, Hey, we're interested in buying your house. Yeah. I get them every day, every day. So and you can never catch those assholes. Because it goes straight to voicemail. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but two, two, so two quick short stories. I was looking for an investment property in Baltimore about four years ago. Uh, wasn't a realtor yet, so I was working with a great realtor in that area. We we go to a house. We're knocking on the door. Nobody's in there. She gets the key out of the lockbox. We're trying to get into the house. The door oh, the door is unlocked. We can barely open it. So we're like pushing on the door, banging on the door. We're like, all right, something's blocking the door. We go around, start to go around to the backside. I said, we're in Baltimore. There's a guy that runs out of the back door across the street into an alley. We're like, nah, this house is off. We're, we're, we're not doing that. I don't, I'm not, I can't, I'm not going into a house to get a squatter. <laughs> um, I'm not doing that. 
just a couple of months ago in, in Prince George's County, I'm taking a buyer to a house and it just started, like the deal was just too good to be true. I'm like, the house costs, that it costs how much? We go to the house. It, it just started off bad and I'm not kidding. There was a pink donut in the front yard, like a donut, like donut with sprinkles, Krispy Kreme in the front yard. I'm like, ah, okay, that's not good. We go in the house. That's an interesting lawn ornament. Right, right. It's like the Simpsons joint. Um, we go in the house. It's an awful smell. There's diapers on the floor. I'm like, I don't think that we're gonna. I don't think your family wants to do this one. Like so, I I don't know whatever happened to whatever happened to that one. Wow. So, you have clients who house hack. House hack. What is, I haven't heard of house hacking. What's house hack? Educated queen, you got to school us on house hack. Um, Vita, I did have um, another question. Um, could you talk a little bit about some of the uh, just like maybe personality traits or things about you know someone's character that would make them good at being a realtor would make them successful. Ooh. Um, you know, cause not everybody might have, uh, you know, the, the personality or something like that, but there's gotta be certain, certain traits that most of the really successful ones would share. I would think. Gotcha. Gotcha. Absolutely. Um, one, be personable. Like you have to be personable. You have to, you know, come from a place of understanding. Um, like I said, I've been a realtor for two years and just under me, I brought in, three realtors so far. Uh, some of them still just getting started. Some of them doing well. Uh, you got to be personable. You got to be willing to learn. Like this is an ever changing market. Like, you know, we could talk about a program that's available tonight. It could be something completely different tomorrow. You know, the money could be depleted. Like you have to steadily be willing to learn. We, like I was always in classes um, when things were still in person. Now I'm still in classes online. I like to be in person. Um, you got to be available. Like I tell people, you can call, text, FaceTime me. If I'm working for you, I am available. Um, you you got to network. Like you have to know how to talk to people. Like I said, I, I work with some great lenders, some great title companies, um, great inspectors. Like you have to be willing to network and find good people to, to pretty much join your circle, I'll say. Um, a lot of different qualities, but that those are I'll say some of the top ones to be a to be a great realtor. And I'm assuming you gotta love to deal with the runaround of people not really knowing what they want. And you have to just show, you know, a million houses before you find the one. Uh she so she broke down house hacking. Oh well shoot, house hacking, that's something that I was looking to do a couple of years ago. Um so uh educated queen. So one thing that she was saying. Like those multi-unit properties, those are those are hot properties too. A lot of people are looking to do the same thing. I have not worked with someone that's purchased one yet. Um, I will be, I want to say within the next couple of months, I'm working with someone who's getting buyer ready to, to purchase uh, a multi-unit house. That's shoot, one of the best things out there. Um, you know, you purchase a four-unit building. Let's say the rent for each unit is maybe $1,500 or so, and maybe your mortgage is 
2000. Just throwing numbers out there. Um, you're looking to profit, live for free, one, and then profit off of the rent within those. Uh, those are out there, you know, in, in D.C., they're in Baltimore, um, some in Montgomery County, some in Prince George's County. I don't see a lot that come up in Prince George's County like those, though. Um, absolutely in, in D.C. and Baltimore, but they are out there. Like I said, the market is always changing. Um, that's something that I would be looking to do, i say maybe in a, in a couple years or so. So I have not worked with someone that's doing that yet, but I will be in the very near future. Yes, people are living. Uh, in this area, you can buy land and sit on it. In South Carolina, you can buy land and sit on it or dream. Dream as a farmland for the property taxes to be less than 15000 a year for it to used to be 10 years. You didn't have to. I read that horribly. <laughs> it's, so good. it's so small. Like, <laughs> so in this area, I don't know about South Carolina, but in this area, you can absolutely purchase land. Once it's yours, it's yours. Um, pay those annual taxes unless you get a loan on it. Usually your lender will pay those. Uh, you can absolutely buy land and sit on it. Um, people are just sometimes, you know, going through the county, figuring out who owns uh, a piece of land, figuring out the owner, going to the owner, making them an offer. Some people sell, some don't. Um, that's a great idea to do in, in just the entire D.C. area right now. So you absolutely can buy land and sit on it. I think the land definitely is more valuable sometimes than the home. Uh, that, that was always what I wanted was like just a bunch of land mm -hmm. to do whatever. I mean, that that back in the day, land was wealth, right? I mean, you live in a little shack, but you own... A hundred acres plus. So I always, I always thought the land was a big, was a big thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, nowadays, like you said, you, when you buy a house, you really don't get a yard. No, no, no. Like you know, you had these million dollar homes that sit on. They, they live like like townhouses how close they are. Yeah, yeah. They, I, I call them townhouse mansions. <laughs> um, but yeah. here's the thing: if if you don't, oh, they said fifteen dollars, not thousand. Oh wow. Ooh. And property taxes? That's South Carolina. That's mud something to look into. What mud area is that for fishing? <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's not swampland, then we can do it. Nice. Um, no, I mean, land is, that's definitely a good thing to do. Like I said, a lot of people don't see the vision for it. Um, if you're close to a metro station in this area, uh, you know, it could be used as a multi-use. Like it could be, you know, residential up top commercial at the bottom, whether you want to do build townhouses on it. Um, it was a farm down in Clinton. I heard a couple of years ago, like this big developer came in, offered this farmland, offered the owner of the farmland, like $25 million. I think he sat on it. The developer had their plans to purchase. They knew that he was going to sell for 25 million and he didn't. I was like, man, I, I, I probably would have sold for 25 million. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild um but that that's kind of like why you know where the question came from right which is um the notion of land right because like clearly you're talking about developers coming in buying you know areas they're they're building up and that's why you know the thought process 
Um, you know, I've had this conversation with, you know, some of my homeboys that when we bought our houses at an early age, right, was, you know, our folks, you know, drilled in our heads, you know, buy a house early. Like, you know, you're we, we bought houses at an earlier age than our parents did, right? right. But then it's what's that next level up, right, which is to maintain the home for, like you said, generational wealth, but then to use that to also go get another house so that then there we're being paid for that house that we initially bought out that we can help, you know, put our kids through college and do the things that, you know, other families or other cultures do that we didn't have the knowledge mm -hmm. of, we never made it to that next, that next stage of how to keep it in the family. So that's yeah. why, you know, the land thing is really, you know, I, I can see how that would be beneficial. It's, and it's like you said, it's the long game, right? It's definitely, mm -hmm. not, you know, it's definitely, I mean, you sit on a piece of land, like you sitting on a, a 30 year, you know, <laughs> mortgage note, <laughs> it's going to come yeah. up. Yeah. Thing, you know, there's a follow up to the original question. Avery said, But how long? Because I thought there were limitations on how long you can sit on it. I am not aware of limitations on, on land. I mean, there very well could be, maybe depending on the area. Um, one thing that you know that even the government can do, uh, it depends on what's happening in that area. The government could come in and say, We're buying your land. Um, and go from there. So actual limitations on, on land, that's something that I would definitely have to look into because I haven't heard of, of limitations. Like some people, um, my mother owns land in, in Virginia that she's had for probably close to 20 years now, um, depending on the area, where it is. And, you know, if, if the government wants to come in and claim eminent domain, you know, that's a that's a different story. You advise on trusts for property. Yes, yes. Um, one thing I tell, you know, clients and talk about, and it's even something that I have to work on is, you know, it's a tough conversation, but, you know, coming up with a trust or coming up with your will, if you own anything from a car to a house to, to land, you know, to bank accounts with anything, definitely come up with a plan. Um, it doesn't matter what age you are. If you have anything, I, I definitely would suggest whether it be a trust, coming up with a will just getting all those plans together. So I definitely do recommend something like that. Yes. Um, and then, you, you know, you don't want your family members fighting over it. That's, that is, that will break families up. Roya brings up a good point. So she said, people think trusts are just for rich people. Exactly. A lot of people do think that. Um, you know, one thing, talk to a financial advisor. Trusts are for that's for anyone. Um, you know, you have the the trustee that that will run your actual trust that, you know, they'll either give out money. Uh, they'll make sure that the house gets sold. Like trust can do a lot. Coming up with that will can do a lot. And I, I absolutely advise for people to do that. It is not only for rich people. I'm not rich yet. We're going to speak it into existence. <laughs> We're speak nice. It. nice. Um, so. I want to wrap this portion up of the, of the show. Guys, guys, got any questions before we, we transition? I'm good. Okay. So we want to thank Vita. We're not going anywhere yet, but we're thanking you for joining us tonight for, for this conversation. A lot of people uh, obviously need, you know, need the, the help. Uh, where can people find you? Social media, all that stuff. Um, social media. Main one is Instagram, um, Vita.my.realtor. Uh, on Facebook, it's just Vita Bryant. Um, 
Easy to find, easy to contact. I will respond. I will get back with you. So yeah, you're in your way. Well, yeah, we'll make sure Educated Queen gets your your info. Um, so let's see. Uh, as we transition, so I gave you some homework, and as as the studious person that you are, you gave me your answers right away. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Save that, save that for the show. Like, um, but we you know this is the top three. This top is where three. we ask top three. Um, everyone, you know, top three movies of all time and top three albums of all time. Because again, because there's so many movies, so many albums, and we just like to see what people are with theirs. We've heard some really good ones, some interesting ones, some repeats. So, you know, there is no right or wrong answer. So let's start with your movies. Top three movies. My movies were easy. Okay. Um, color purple number one. I can I could probably write the script myself. I could probably start <laughs> from the beginning, write the script, and go from there. Um, Shawshank Redemption number two. I I love. I don't know why I love that movie. I love it. And Inglorious Bastards number three. Quentin Tarantino. He, <laughs> he you like those, but I love them. I love dialogue them. movies. All those movies have dialogue. Yes. which again, yes. it keeps me into it. it I've preached. Shawshank Redemption is probably my number one movie of all time. If it's, it's on AMC, whatever the channel's on, I will stop and watch. Yes. Like I've never seen it before. Like it's brand new. It's, it's not it's thirty just, years old. It draws you in so much, you don't realize it's almost a three-hour-long movie. Yes. And then when you add the commercials, like 10. So you just don't even know. But um, yeah. let's go to albums. Um, Albums were hard for me, man. Uh, I would say my number one album is absolutely Erica Badu, Mama's Gun. Uh, if you know me, you know I am a Badu fan. I got her I got her up in my refrigerator. Can you see it right, nice. right there? Nice. I knew that. <laughs> Mama's Gun. I... I Every day, almost every day, I listen to it. If you're around me, I'm, I might be playing Erica Badu on Pandora, on iTunes, on somewhere. I don't know. Um, I have a lot of favorites. Uh, I love Kanye's "My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy." Okay, I think it's okay. you know it's when he came out of his out of his. Out of his funk, out of his just, you know, what he was going through after 808s and heartbreaks. Um, I love that one. It like he's an artist to me. Uh oh, wait a minute. Badu is my cousin. Wait a minute. You know him. Don't work. No, you don't. <laughs> James Badu. Tell her, tell her call me, man. I, I need no. James Badu, not Erica Badu. For like 10 minutes. Please. <laughs> Erica with an A, not the E. That's Erica. <laughs> um, the third one, I was all over the place. I was like three. So, you know, one, I did say Beyonce, uh, the Dangerously in Love. But then I was like, I wanted to go with something with Drake. But then I wanted to go with Jay-Z. Albums are hard, man. That's, that's what, It's meant to challenge you. Like, these are the things that we figure top three, the stuff that when you listen to it, start to finish every time. You won't miss a beat. Um, and it just, I mean, it sits in your soul. Like, I mean, it, it, from age, it could change because of where you are. But, like, these are the, t the, the three that you just you can't live without. 
All right, I'm gonna say the third one is gonna have to be Lauren Hill, Miss Educational Lauren Hill. Okay, amazing album. That's a, that's a can't go wrong with that. You cannot go wrong. Start to finish, you can't repeat several times. You cannot go wrong with that. I mean, yeah. Mama's Gun, you can't go wrong with that. Um, hey. the Dark Twisted Fantasy, you can't. I mean, yeah, okay. Rita came uh, hard with all six of those, dog. He, yeah, <laughs> all three movies and all three albums. Definitely, definitely. I'm and I'm a creature of habit, so they're on steady rotation. All of Good. them, all of them. All right, so Vita, right here. This is where you might lose a little bit of respect for for E. Rich. You might, you know, you may have thought he was cool at the beginning, and then he he's gonna give you, you know, this is it just E segment, and you know, your just opinion just completely changes, and you know, you don't keep in touch with him. Who knows? E. Rich had to, had to drink that Perrier. I want to see what E. Rich got to say. <laughs> so he kind of set it up for. Her. I've already I've already given her the backstory, but just go ahead and set it up, and I'll you know we'll, we'll get there. All right. Um. So con- contrary to whatever Cleo said, this is not where it just goes left. Uh, people enjoy this segment, uh, especially Roya. You know, out of all people. But um, uh, the thing about it is you know, in the spirit of, of the final four coming up and all that good stuff. So, you know, sports is, is a big deal. Sports movies, the whole nine, um, you know, so I, I switched it up again because typically it would be more or less of what my thought process is compared to everybody. Is, you know, uh, by the way, uh, you know, Chipotle is trash. So don't worry about the Chipotle. <laughs> you know, shout out to Taco Bell and that Mexican pizza that they need to bring back. You did. Absolutely. Absolutely. So see, Vita, you see where I'm going with this. <laughs> Go ahead and have people sideways, right? I might need to mute my mic, man. <laughs> so again, it, in, in the segment of Is It Just E, this, this week we're going to do a little something different. Uh, we kind of uh, kind of played with this format before, but we're going to go with um, sports kid movies, though, right? And I want you to rank them in the order where you think. And last time I was going to do like the final four where we get rid of two to have two go up against each other, but I want you to rank the four that we have here, right? So you have Hardball, you got the yeah. Sandlot, you got Rookie of the Year, and then you got the Little Giants. Now, everybody loves every part of all these movies. There's something yeah. about it where you can just watch it and you just know it's almost like, damn, I miss being a kid and adulting sucks, right? So it's that moment where you kind of go back to it. Um, for me, I'll go ahead and start and piss everybody off, which probably won't be a piss off. But my top one always, and I watch the movie as if like I've never seen it before, Sandlot is my number one kids movie, sports movie, hands down. Mm-hmm. Uh, second, everybody can kick rocks. Um, Little Giants goes hard because the annexation of Puerto Rico is the best play ever invented, ever. Uh, Rookie of the Year actually comes third, and Hardball is dead last. Why? Because it was like the cliche white coach with the with the neighborhood black kids, and the, get out of here with that. Like that needed to be some fat old dude who used to play ball who can't. Who just you know? Th- th- let's be realistic about that. So you know what I mean. So that's why that's my top. That's how my four goes. I'll let y'all have it. Cleo, you want to start? I'm st- I'm still trying to decipher this. Um, Vita, you, you you got you. I you know what? I, I I'm sorry, man, Cleo. I know we go back. 
20 some years, but I actually am going to go with the exact same thing that Erich just said. That's what I'm talking about. See? Sandlot, Sandlot, as a kid, one of my definite, I have that on DVD. I think I can go downstairs and find a DVD. The other ones I don't have, I've seen them, but I'm going to have to go in the same order. And Sandlot is absolutely number one. Sandlot for me was the easy number one. Um, that Because that is, um, for me, that it's kind of in a, a category of its own, but within these movies. Um, like it, I don't want to do this, but like Eve Rich gave the same order that when I saw the movies come out, I was like, yo, this, I'm, I would go Sandlot, <laughs> Little Giants, Rookie of the Year. And then the, like, I totally get your point, E, in terms of the premise of the movie. We know that that is, is trash, even though um, Coach, I've been told I look like him from time to time, depending on what my haircut is like. Um, but we know for because i don't know can there be spoilers when the movie came out like 20 years ago you know but like in hardball when little man gets shot that was different like that like these other movies didn't really have that added same, that little that element like, to it yeah yeah um and maybe that's why i've watched it less than the other ones because i don't want to feel that when uh i'm watching a movie like this or whatever but yeah, I mean, my order is the exact same as yours, and Sandlot's my uh, my. You said a little. Didn't leave Mighty Ducks off. You didn't leave Mighty Ducks. First of all, no, 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 no. Hold on. Who who is a right? Because that's Elena. That's Quetzalcoatl's uh, better half. The, the <laughs> little rascals is not. There's not. That's not sports. So see, by that default, you're out of here for that one. Oh shoot! <laughs> I would I would have the Mighty Ducks over hard, Hardball too, though. Oh, definitely. Right. Now again, I, was, I, I was trying to get combative and find movies that he left out, and I forgot about Mighty Ducks. There, there are a few out there. No, that, there were some, but like I said, I think these. I mean, again, you know, without taking up the whole show, but just like the amount of kid sports movies that are out there, these are the ones right. you know. Factually, and again, see the thing about it, I pulled on the heart, you know, the heartstring of Hardball because of what CB brought up, right? Because then you, the older you get, like, uh, it's even worse. So as a kid, you was like, I ain't trying to watch all of that. I'm trying to see them, you know, run. The, the, the whole premise of Sandlot was the summer that you wanted every year as a kid. And oh, there's yeah. nothing that you're going to do to change that. You used to have summers like that, you know what I mean? Like that was, you just meet up at the field, everyone's playing ball. Like that was dope. <laughs> That was not the premise of the little rascals. I, I, the I want the commentary. You get, don't give it to the conversation. Um, okay, so I'm just I've deciphered the list. Um, Sandlot number one for sure. Because uh, of which the cards you're dealing me with here, um, and I'm thinking premise. Sandlot is, is more than just baseball. It, it gave you that that summertime old school vibe too. Mm -hmm. uh, Little Giants, clearly, number two. Um, as a Cowboys fan, those uniforms on the on the, the Pee Wee Football League, they, those were dope. Um, I'm going to go with Rookie of the Year, because Rookie of the Year is just uh, it was a dope movie. Again, one of those other – life was involved with it, too. But how realistic, you know, was it? I mean, and then uh, Harbaugh, which is just Bad News Bears – 
modernized with you know a gunshot wound. Uh, just that's 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 how I rank them. Crazy that you found a way for us to all have the exact same ranking. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> oh, that's how, that's how you ranked them. I didn't even. Shout out to Vita because like it's the good juju that you brought on the show. That this is the reason why they gonna start rocking with my my brain. <laughs> See, like it ain't just me that thinks of the things that come up. So again, that's what it is. I I was with you on that one, and I don't jump on bandwagons. I I was with you on that one. Now, hmm. you know, there are some ones that, you know, are still kind of hurt that, you know, I've, I've kind of trashed on some of their favorite things. Like, uh, yeah, still to this day, lemon pepper is whack. So, uh, you know, I just want people. How do you feel about lemon pepper wings, Vita? Just tell me that. I love lemon pepper wings. <laughs> he had, I was, I was team E-Rich, man. And then. Okay. Let, let me ask you a question. So every time, I know we got to go on and we got other segments, but hold on. You mean to tell me every time you've had lemon pepper wings that you've never had that one where it's just more lemon than pepper or like you was just like, nah, this, you know what? This one didn't hit right this time. You know, let me go to that other spot where I got them last time. Like you mean I, to tell me you never had that moment? No, I've, I've absolutely had that. Everybody, one thing, kids don't, shouldn't always work in food spots. When you got the, I'm sorry, we all probably did. But the 16-year-old might not need to be the one to seasoning. Because are you using the lemon pepper with the sodium in it? Or are you using, like, Mrs. Dash? Or are you actually, you know, do you have a little actual lemon with it? I don't know. They could work on the register. I did it. I used to work at Six Flags. Some more. But um, I love lemon pepper wings. That's one of the go-tos. I still like you, E-Rich, man, even though, you know, this is... <laughs> I mean, how about this? All right, so this is the portion where we talk shoes. I'm sure already to me go to the comments. There's gonna be a comments about playing it more than once. Uh, don't hit that button more than once, Kaleo. What button are they talking about? Exactly. What button are you talking about? So, Keita, this is the portion where we talk about shoes. Um, you know, we do this thing called copper drop. Where we go around. CB's gonna spotlight a shoe, and you're just gonna look. If you had the opportunity to get it, you get it. Um, you know. I see me do it there. All right, so on this week's Copper Drop, rumored to be dropping April 28th, the UNC Force. Um, personally, these joints look beautiful. Um, you know, you can throw that UNC Carolina blue on any Jordan model, and it's instantly going to be fire. Um, I think they did a great job with these personally. 
Um, you got that, you know, cement speckled garage floor all over uh, on some of the other details and everything. Um, they're going to be 200 bucks. Uh, it's supposed to be a sneakers drop. So we know how that goes. Um, I will be attempting to cop. These aren't a must cop for me like the UNC ones were, but you better believe I will be trying to get these. These are, and these are, these are a cop to keep. You know what I mean? Like some, some people can say, yeah, I would cop the flip. I'm going to say if I could cop, these would be a cop to keep. I love Jordans and um, I love the Jays. For me, I, I don't, I wouldn't, I'm, I'm pretty easy. I'm pretty simple, I'll say. Um, I don't want to say simple. I'm pretty easy. For me, I, I'm not, I don't like the blue on them. Um, for me, they're going to be a drop. Okay. They're going to be a drop. Yeah. <laughs> Talk. Palpitations. Vita, uh, I, I see where we just took another step back. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where I don't know where we went wrong. I understand where I went wrong, but now I know where we, I went wrong on this. That that first of all, the Carolina colorway, I, and again, it's probably childhood for most of us uh, sneakerheads. Mm -hmm. Carolina, uh, Carolina blue. Uh, and shout out to Coach uh, Roy Williams who retired. Mm -hmm. um, but these are definitely a cop. These are one of those that I would cop and even try to get one pair to rock. And if I was still hooping, I'd play in, I'd play in the other one. So definitely a cop. Cop. You already got these on the line, don't you, Kaleo? Uh, <laughs> I can neither confirm. I can, I can, how do I say? I can no, I can't confirm or deny that. But uh, one way or another, one way or another, I mean, if I got to get on sneakers app and take a L, I'm going to try. Yeah. You know, and I mean, uh, this is timely because of Roy Williams, you know. Um, that was perfectly timed. I, I and you better believe that all of today, I've been waiting for them to tell me it's an April Fool's joke. Like, because like, you can't be dropping news like this on this day. Just don't do it. I'm not going to believe you. Hold you on. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Am I reading that right? Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Right. Patty Cake Piper said drop. The ladies oh, no. are with me tonight. Oh, Thank you. No. Thank you. Hey, I'm just saying just enter the sneakers drop for us. Please. Exactly. Yeah, like, that, this is where we're at with it. Let's just yeah. go ahead and get that extra, that extra plug like to get in right. the shoe. Oh, my God. This, this I mean, so, anyways, let me, let me comment on this comment right here. Because I'm not anything anybody tells me today, yeah. I'm not today. gonna believe unless you tell me tomorrow. Today, so yeah. exactly. So, you know, if you are, you know, tell me tomorrow at like in the middle of the day, not anything close to you know midnight, and you're like, oh, I forgot, you know, later, no, tell me midday. And uh, real quick, you know what, you know what tomorrow is, and I'm gonna give him a national spotlight. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell this man tomorrow is Quetopel's birthday. Happy birthday, Quetopo. I'm giving you the shout out at 1043. So maybe I said it first. Happy birthday. If happy I didn't birthday. know what I'm still saying right now. So shout out to you. Uh, salute. Enjoy your birthday. Uh, maybe we'll link and do something. Maybe we won't. Um, what's this right here? All right. So let's hit the. The ladies are with me. 
Um, who wants to go first for the soul? You know, I'll go first did, because did Vita bring anything? Because then she I got did. Oh, that's right. If, oh, you're the guest. I did. You can choose. Do you want to go first? Or you want to go last? I, you know, I want you. You, you can go first, and I'll, I'll come in. You know, either two, three, or four. Okay, got you. So, you know, every week, and I think he introduced this. Maybe CB followed up with. Every week doesn't necessarily have to be heat, but it could be. You know, if you're a sneaker, you're a sneaker. But what you're working out in, right? So I just cop some new uh, workout shoes, some running shoes. Um, and I was kind of excited to get these because if you know anything about <laughs> Asics GT2000, one, they're for low arches. Shout out to low arch people. But their colorways have always sucked. <laughs> they have never had any good colorways. And I used to hate getting them because I couldn't work out. And I'm like, if I'm going to work out, let me look cool. Like all the cool colors come in and stuff for people who have regular feet. So... Anyways, finally looked out for the low arch brothers right here and sisters. Uh, but this like it's like that Jordan, the infrared. It may mm-hmm. look orange because of that, but it's, it's really infrared. So that's what I got. Edie, you want you want to go next? I'll go. I'll go. All right. So okay. I love sneakers. I don't have. I mean, I got a lot, but because I work so much, I'm more into casual shoes. But I actually brought down two pair. Hey. Okay. Um, Do your thing. All right, this one, this one, I, I haven't even worn these yet. Beautiful. I wanted these as a kid, and y'all gonna know them. The super throwback. Oh, my favorite, <laughs> favorite shoes. Some true elevens. Oh, those are icy. She definitely ain't put her foot in there. <laughs> I, I have not, like I could lick the soles right now. Yeah, I, I'm kind of scared. Job. I was like, hey, I wish I would have bought two pair. That was one oh. that like I wanted these since I was a kid, and I finally like, got them a few years ago. And I'm like, am I even allowed to wear them? So that is like one of my favorite parts. We wear, about we wear our shoes. We gotta wear our shoes. I, I'm scared. I, uh, I'm, I'm kind of. I'm and I'm never scared, but I'm kind of scared to wear those. And these, I just found these on the whim. I think on like Hibbit. Um, the Nike MX 720s. Oh. 818. Oh, I love these. I love Hard these. to follow that up, guys. That's, those are dope. Good grief. I don't think my those colors are coming in right. So these white. are the silver ones. I was, right. I was between the silver or the copper. Honestly, if I could find the copper in my size now, I would still get them. So how was that three. big air bubble feel? Yeah, it feels great. It they I'm like an inch taller when I put these on. <laughs> I might have to look into those. <laughs> so but I was I was on the basketball team and the uh, the softball team in, in 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 high school, man. I always wanted to be like six feet so I could get like a scholarship. Didn't happen, but you said give me an inch. Yo, I'm me and Vita got all that. We got that. Mine, I was trying to be six feet tall too. Who wants to follow that that performance up? Oh, uh, mine is definitely trash next to that. So I'll get <laughs> go next so that CB can like round it home for <laughs> that right now. As a podcast, we're losing in the sneakerhead debate as far as what we brought as far as heat. So, Stevie, this is your time to go look at something else if you ain't already got some heat while, while I'm doing this part. Uh, <laughs> all right, it, uh, shout out CB for wearing the Sean Taylor jersey. Uh, uh, you know what it is. That uh that Patty Cake Piper hat. We doing product product placement for everything in this podcast. You dig? The marathon continues. Yeah. I got my nip braids going on. It's just, yep. uh, so I kept it light, right? Because last week, Last week it was a little bright, so I'm I'm gonna change it up. But we keeping up with the nights, 
And again, uh, something something I call just the everyday. Like you can't go wrong with them. Um, they're just just the best. They're just That's the some best. Air Max. Just the best. Like the Air Max mm -hmm. One, and these are the ones with the. So it's got the the gray camo and the green on it, just a little bit. You catch it nice. in the back. And then up front, like this is such a clean shoe, and I'm a sucker for the for the lime green or like that 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 neon green on it. But I had the copies. These came out a while ago, but again, still something uh, real dope just to kind of have. And the tongue, I didn't realize they kind of like did a little play on the tongue as far as like making it the old school kind of clear uh, clear tongue on the on the Nike label. So that's where I'm at with it. Still not, you know, uh, icy pair of 11s but you no nah, man the air max is a, those are go-to exactly. I'm, I'm with you on that so um nothing crazy for me this week uh but y'all know y'all i've already mentioned it in the beginning of the podcast like i'm obsessed with my niece and one of the things that was super exciting for me was um i bought her nine pairs of shoes before she was born so yep. she already had a shoe closet bigger than my sister and my brother-in-law combined before she was even here. So now she's, you know, uh, six weeks old going on seven weeks old and she's actually being able to wear some of these. Right. So I got this picture of her in her Chuck Taylors. Nice. Um, nice. And we're all getting together this weekend. And I got her these to match with um, my brother-in-law and my sister. But I was like, yo, my Peter beat my pair of beat. So I went out and got a new pair. <laughs> so I, and because the great thing about Chucks is they're like 50 bucks, 40 bucks. So um, yeah. I, this is not my first pair of the white lows. Um, I, don't, I can't tell you how many pairs of these I've run through um, in my lifetime because always have a pair of Chucks in the rotation. But uh, Sage getting a fresh pair. I was like, yeah, you know what? We got a match. So um, I will be sporting these this weekend for our uh, Easter get together with the fam. And, you know, like I said, my, uh, she's also bringing some some 90s. Those, I got her some baby infrared 90s. So I'm bringing those, too. So we, we're just taking a bunch of pictures this weekend. That's what's happening. That's dope. That's nice. Dope. Nice. Um, since we're on for the soul, let's, let's bring, let's wrap back up. Somebody just put that up in the comments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. This week has been kind of all over the place as far as this shoe. Whether it's um, it's a real shoe or if it's a um, just a custom shoe that they're releasing, or if Nike has has sued, um, well, who is it? CB like mischief or however mischief, you pronounce. Yeah. They've they've sued mischief over the design of the shoe because they have nothing to do with. So Little Nas X is the face of this um, Satan shoe. I mean, there was a. I've only seen screenshots of the video. That's all I need. I don't need to see the whole video, the whole, you know, get involved with the video thing. But uh, first of all, I mean, this dude right here, obviously, we you know, he's an internet troll. You know, the, the old town role was huge for him, but then I think that he, he he's trying too hard for the next thing. You know, what's going to keep him relevant or whatever. But uh, yeah, these shoes came up and they don't, they don't look anything. I mean, they have the blood and the supposed blood and the air bubble to make them look different. But there's also the walk on waters. Have you seen those yep. before? It was, it was the same. It was the same, same concept. Company you know, like Mischief was the hell, one that yeah. did those too, and those cop. It's all 
like marketing and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, um, one, the 97 is fire. Like, and if it wasn't for like the 666 details and the pentagram and all that stuff, if those were just a black and red pair of 97s, like those would be nasty. Like those would be absolutely fire. But, you know, like you're saying, got to stay relevant to some degree. That's what all, that's what all these, uh, celebrities nowadays are trying to do, got to stay relevant, got to get people talking about him. He's been, this is all this coincided with a song drop. Like, that's the thing. Like his, all of this coincided with a song drop that he's been talking about putting out for like over a year now. So all his fan base was like geared up for it and everything, you know, it's, it's all, it's all marketing. It was all directed and like, you know, I don't know if I feel comfortable enough having that pair of shoes in my uh, in my collection. You know what I mean? But um, it's one of those things where I'm not surprised. I'm definitely not surprised that something like this has happened. You know? Yeah. And uh, to answer Elena's question, uh, just the, the stills that I've seen, just about the with the old dance like, and I, I working all the, the devil or something like yeah this is i mean this is not me this is not i mean that's not where you know that didn't even even if that didn't intrigue me enough to want to go see the rest of the video i'm like ah, yeah i've had enough you know you know i mean that there's things that people can do that you know oh you know what you know this is stupid but let me watch anyway but right yeah whatever i mean i, I was <laughs> done after the 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 fake breast and all that i'm like this, this is trying too hard I mean, if you got talent, your talent is going is going to spotlight over any kind of, you know, internet hack you can yeah, do. Yeah. yeah. E. Vida. I'm not. I I ain't got no energy for this stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the company, like you said, they're they're already being sued by Nike. Nike came quick with the copyright infringement, like ASAP. Um. I, I, I agree with CB on this one. I, I think without all the devil stuff on there, the shoe would have been hot. I have not seen the video yet. I've only seen snippets. Um, I hear people, some that like it, that talking about his, you know, his artistic form, some that hate it. I haven't seen it. Um, haven't really been interested in seeing it. I will eventually check it out, but you know, it'll be one of those, oh, let me see what this video is about type thing. Um, right. I'm not about the, the the devil worshiping thing. That's so. Yeah. I just haven't had no interest in that part. Right. Question that circulated on some of these sneaker outlets was: Is Nike mad they dropped the ball again because of how hot the walk on waters was? I mean, that would have been a, a real colorway if they would have done that. That would have sold. And now you know, with certain sneakerheads like this shoe will just because of the hype behind it. There's so much hype behind the shoe people will attempt to get it. So does Nike see the money opportunity or do they see opportunity where, you know, nah, we don't, we don't want to be associated. I think that it's different personally. Like I think that Nike is just raking it in right now. Personally, like this is still free advertising for them because they're not sponsoring the shoe. And if anything, it's just good pub for them. The first good pub they've had in a while you know, coming out and saying that they're against this because everything else has just been, you know, them having to fire uh, or have um, uh, executive step down or whatever because, you know, their sons are got a reselling company that's being featured in a business magazine and bullshit like that. Like, 
you know, as far as Nike's concerned, this is just, this is marketing for them. Um, it's as far as you know, I don't think that they really probably morally have an issue with it. If I, I'll say it like that, I don't think Nike morally has an issue with those shoes. Um, from the we've been talking about the reseller stuff for a minute now. Like, if Nike wanted to take more profits for themselves in some way, they would increase the supply for some of these drops because it's the resellers that are making the money um, when it's so limited like that. So, you know, like if they didn't really like it, you know, I think it would, it would be different. I personally think they don't care, but they're taking a stance publicly because it's good for their image. Actually. Like I'm not gonna come out and all the, like, oh, uh, Nike, they're, they're morally great. Nah, man, I'm going to check in on Wednesday the 28th to get those fours, and I'm still going to get the L on the sneakers app. Like, nothing's changed. <laughs> right. But that's the thing. They just got to get in front of it this time because clearly they didn't get in front of the the, the whole executive thing, you know, and, and that being uh, beginning of the year, uh, what everybody was talking about, and, and as big as the shoe culture is that uh, let them not say nothing about this, this would have still put them in the doghouse and – and again, you know, no, unfortunately, no, no Colin Kaepernick, you know, uh, commercial or any other commercial would have got them out of this one because now you starting to not now you playing on the strings of the religious side that that still rock with you for doing the, the correct thing, you know, for civil, you know what I mean? As far as like injustice. But if you can't if you can't handle it on the other side, too, uh, you know, you're going to start to weed out the individuals who really rock with you for what you stand for. So, uh, right. Yeah, right. I, I think Nike would have Nike would have gone with the color. Um, they wouldn't have put the six 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 in there. The color is the color is hot. I love it, but you know, I, I agree with you on that. Once once the religion was brought into it, I don't think Nike would have rocked for that. And, and what they sell like all six hundred some pair in like two minutes or something crazy. Right. Yeah, they yeah. sold out like instantly, like mm -hmm. most of these things do, which is yeah. wild. But also, what they were like a ridiculous amount of money. They were like a thousand dollars or something. Like, I, no thanks. Um, <laughs> real quick, I want to shout out um, Sean from the Hot Seat Podcast. They're getting ready to celebrate their 30th episode, and I listed the episode earlier uh, today. It was pretty dope. Uh, they're taking their 30th episode on the road. They're going to be out in um, Jersey, uh, Atlantic City, uh, doing their 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 show on location. So. Can't wait to hear that. That should be interesting. Um, see how everything goes. But yeah, shout out 30 episodes in. That's you know, you're on the road. But uh yeah, Sean's a good friend of the show and he you know he helped me and C B get the trip started to Aspen. So that's my brother right there. Um yeah. Vita, again, where can uh, everybody find you? They want to look uh look you up, you get get in contact with you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So Instagram is Vita.my.realtor. Uh, Facebook, Vita Bryant. Might be the only Vita Bryant on there, but uh, Vita Bryant and Vita My Realtor on Instagram. Dope. All right. Uh, I want to thank everybody for watching. Um, oh, man. Episode uh, 92 next week. Wow. We're getting closer to 100. Got to figure out what we're going to do with 100. But, um, yeah, thank everybody for watching. Vita, stay in the room as we end this, in, in all of this. But uh, we are like, something share, else. subscribe, you know. Like, share, subscribe, all that, all that good stuff. stuff. Um, you know, you can find us. Every, you know what? Yeah, you can find us everywhere. YouTube, 
Facebook, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, or Apple Music, however you want to call it, Instagram, uh, Google Play. Um, and if you haven't listened to me and CB go to Aspen yet, all the, check that out. That's still, you know, the, one of the hottest singles out there all <laughs> on the way to Aspen. Uh, check that out. Uh, we can finish up with this last bit of these. Hey, I, I do want to say Educated Queen was on my team tonight. So <laughs> we, we definitely, we got to go to brunch or we got to get her in one of those Montgomery County houses or something. But she was, she was, she was team Vita Bryant tonight. Educated Queen, come through. Thank you. There we go. Um, all right, y'all. Uh, that's it. We are something else. See you next week. Peace. Yo. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>